Hello! And welcome back to Archives of Fabella, the podcast where we shine a light on the wonderful world of magic and mayhem. As always, books are available on Amazon, in ebook and paperback. After you're done listening to this podcast, head over to archivesofabella.com for more exclusive content. I tell a lot of stories on this podcast, but one I haven't really tackled yet is the oldest one of all, a love story. I came into this podcast promising to be open with you guys, so that's what I'm going to do. A theme that may become prevalent in this podcast is that my love life is like Lucy in the football. I meet a girl I like, and here I am, running all in like Charlie Brown, fooled into thinking that this is finally going to be my shot, and I wind up flat on my back. As such, the position of co-captain and lead counsel of the Foley relationship ship is still open and accepting applications. My problem is that I wait. I get into my head too much and end up not doing anything about it when I have a crush on a woman. So I really struggle with making the first move, and that's a big reason, I guess, why nearly all the female characters I write are often open, receptive, and nurturing. In the last episode, I gave you an overview of the Age of Revolution, which is when this story takes place. Along the many aspects of social culture that differentiate Fabella from Earth in this period of conflict is that females become the scribes of Fabella. Most letters and correspondence in this period are written by the dainty hand of a lady. This presents a number of really interesting stories. Not only can we have female characters take a little more prominence in war than they traditionally would in this classical period, but we get to do some cool stuff like this, where we no longer have a Romeo writing to a Juliet while he's at war and she's at home. They're both at war on opposite sides, and each is unsure if every letter is going to be their last. That's where we find ourselves today. As with the episode, Devil Behind the Desk, there will be no overview for this episode. I'm Dylan Foley, and this is Archives of Fabella. Beyond Our World there is love. Beyond our world, there is war. Beyond our world, there is life. Beyond our world, there is Fabella. The company of Mr. Marcus Voyenvan and family is requested at Metzler Hall in Cavalora New Cadmium for the 16th birthday of Miss Riva Lufaran on Sextus Evening, Virgo 14th, 5708, at 4 o'clock. An answer is requested. Cordially, Theodem Lufaran. Eva, I'm not very good with words. I wanted to write to let you know I had a very good time at your birthday party. Safaro Vorianvan, Virgo 15th, 5708. Dear Zafro, I received your letter, but I am saddened to see that it was so short. 
You were so talkative the night of the party. I wish your quill were more like your mouth. You don't have to be good with words to write a letter. Just write what you feel. It's the simplest thing in the world. Not every letter has to be layered with flowery language and sweet nothings. It can just be a glimpse into the mind of a friend. I enjoyed seeing you at the party as well. All the pressures mother and father put on me cause a lot of stress, and I'm glad I had someone like you to talk to. I only wish that we could have shared a dance. All this business with halflings like yourself, not being able to do something as simple as dance with a prime race like me is strange. Mother tells me that now that I'm 16, I'm now a mistress. I thought I would feel different as an adult, but I still feel like a child. Nothing seems different. I'm still myself. I thought that night would be imprinted in my brain like footprints on a muddy path. But it's only been a week, and the memory is starting to fade. The only time I didn't feel anxious and self-conscious was when I was with you. So thank you for bringing a bit of calmness to a night that could have been full of humiliation. I don't know if I'm going to hear from you again, but I hope you write back. I wish our fathers hadn't fought at the party, causing you to leave so quickly. I've been told I'm not supposed to speak with you, but we shouldn't let our families come between what could be a lasting friendship. I'm sure this whole thing will blow over, and we'll be able to laugh together in person in no time. Till then, I suppose we'll have to make do with letting our words be interred in ink. Sincerely. Riva Lufaren, Virgo 28th, 5708. Dear Riva, you told me to write what I felt, and I love you. Sapphro Vorian Van, Virgo 29th, 5708. Dear Zephro, it's impossible to love someone you don't know. The feelings you have may not be adoration and just obsession. I'm thankful for your desire. Everyone who knows love knows the Lord's love. The gospel tells us life is all about embracing those you would normally run from. Don't give any credence to the rumors of war coming from the papers. The news feeds into our confirmation bias. People must be in relationship to each other, and creating conflict like this causes us to forget and fosters greater division. If we go to war, it will be because of this rift between halflings and prime folk has been stoked like a fire by the media to the point where there is no other option. The gospel tells us to love the Lord and love others. We'll gladly admit to the first part. It's the second half we're not so good at, and the news coming into us every day of civil unrest proves that those who boldly preach about the word of our holy savior Aphrodite are not living as she would live, or acting as she would act. I'm not sorry if my being bold about proclaiming my faith causes you distress, my purpose as a daughter of the Lord is to confront the harsh realities of the world. What we're asked to do as people of the Lord can and should be seen. 
We find ourselves in a unique position where the world is balanced on a knife's edge. Sooner or later, it's going to tip. And frankly, I'm afraid what will happen when it does. I guess I just wish the world did a better job of learning and listening than jumping to conclusions. I'm sorry to burden you with all this and get so preachy. You're the only person in my life who I feel free to openly write what I think and not be ridiculed for it. I certainly can't speak my mind in public. Mama says it's unbecoming for a mistress to do so. If we're to continue writing to each other, I want there to be nothing between us. We should be able to know each other as intimately as we know ourselves. Riva Lufarin Libra 9th 5708 Dearest darling, I am sorry if I caused you distress. I don't know why telling someone you love them has to be such a secret. What are the right words to say? There's never been anybody around to cherish me the way that I do you. But... I suppose that is why I have trouble knowing if my heart beats for you out of true love or obsession. Can you still be my beautiful friend? Zephyr Voinva, Libra 13th, 5708 Dear Zephyr, nothing would delight me more than being your friend. The social standards of life are often overwhelming. Your last letter was more personal. I enjoyed it. As far as the right words go, I'll teach you. I'd like to know more about you. So, tell me about your life. What do you do for fun? I'll use myself as an example. I suppose it's unfair of me to ask this of you and not contribute. I've lived in Cavalora all my life. I suppose I'm a bit of an embarrassment to my parents. Everyone else can do magic except for me. I guess it's always kind of made me feel cut off from my brothers and sisters. They're all special and I'm just me. I spend a lot of time reading books. That may be what I like to do most of all for fun. I know it probably makes me sound like a bore. I guess the best advice I can give you for writing is that you need to revolutionize your communication. It's awkward to have to use a quill and paper to communicate, but I like to think it helps to know another person's mind. I've always felt like I express myself better through writing than in person. Boy seemed distracted by my looks, commenting on my pink hair and body. For once, I'd just like someone to like me for my mind. Riva Lufarin, Libra 10th, 5708. Dear Riva, that's all I have to do? Just write what I think? I can't explain it, but I know my heart is there because it beats for you. You're helping me with my vocabulary, so I'm going to help you love me. My folks run the best farm here in Cavalora. I also haven't done much traveling. Dad has me out of the fields most days. We trolls are very good farmers and cooks. I don't get much free time. I do chores and sleep. I guess I enjoy harvesting corn the best. You gave me good advice, so I'll return the favor. After reading your letter, I was struck by the way you seem to be hurt by the fact you can't do magic. A lot of people can't. The best advice my father ever gave me was that shoving your pain aside will never get you the help you need. I don't know if that's helpful or not. Sefru Voinvan, Libra 13th, 5708 Dear Riva, first let me say I'm alright, even though I suppose by reading this that 
news is obvious. I'm in a little shaken up, but I was lucky to make it through the battle in one piece. I heard the clock strike midnight. I was in bed and just going to sleep when I was awoken by my father. He had received word the Sheban military was marching on Bragan to take the weapons we had stored there. We hastened to join the assembling halfling militia to push the military back. We arrived in Bragan shortly after dawn's first light. The fighting had already started. I saw flashes of hexes as we made our approach. Flames tore away at the battlefield. There wasn't much that we could do but summon counter curses at the advancing army. We had to retreat into the woods when their air cavalry arrived. Unfortunately, my father didn't make it. As I write this, I mourn his loss and march with the few remaining members of our militia who have managed to thwart death. Father took a killing curse to the chest. I am only comforted now by the thought his death was swift, and he did not suffer. I am one of the only warlocks in our small number. As much as I want to be with you, this is a fight I must see through to the end. I would rather not describe the condition of our militia. Our dead are now roasted and ash in the wind. The next few months, and perhaps years will be fraught with horrors I cannot bear to imagine. If we take a stand, we rub against the grain of this world. Though I know it puts me in direct conflict with your prime people, I have to side with my halfling family. I have a responsibility to rise up against tyranny and avenge the death of my father. I hope you can understand that. I don't know how many letters to you I'll be able to write, but I pray... This won't be my last, if I should die tomorrow. And this really is the last time my quill shall ink your lovely name. Know that my heart is forever devoted to you. The weather is beastly, but we are a brave lot. We will persevere. Your loving friend, Sephiro Voynvan, Aries 15th, 5710. Dearest Zafro, words cannot describe how happy I am to hear news that you are all right. I feared the worst when I heard the news from Bragan. Curse the time it takes for a male to fly by ferry. Don't let these trials lessen your love. Stand firm in the grace and favor of the Lord in this difficult time. The Lord is great, so I don't have to be in control. One of us is going to lose this war. And there's no way to know what will happen when it's over, but the Lord has a plan, and we need to respect that. Always your mistress, Riva Lufarn, Aries 18th, 5710. Dearest Zafro, I am being sent to serve in the war as General Severell's personal scribe. I fear it will be far longer than we thought before we can feel each other's touch. I am overcome with grief and worry as I fret about what will become of us as we fight on opposite sides of a war that may tear the world apart. I'm afraid about where this venture will take me. You're the only person in my life you could possibly understand. Don't worry, please. It's possible I may become a victim, but no more possible than that I may someday die. It is the Lord's will to which we all must bow. So it is, and so it must always be. We must find great hope in the midst of this incredible tragedy and trial. I adore you. Riva Lufaren, Taurus 12, 5710
Dearest love, I'm now with General Blackjaw's regiment. I can't tell you where we are, but we're safe, and there's talk of a battle here in the next few days as we make our way up the river. There was a time when I was free to tell you how I felt. Now I know I cannot. I want to hear about your day, but I know you must not tell me a word. If anyone found these letters, they would kill us, and I cannot condemn you to death. It's too dangerous. I know we should stop writing to each other, but I don't want where we have to end. I need this to continue, if only to have the strength to fight and see another day. We should only address each other from now on in code. You can call me Chimera. Chimera. Gemini 8, 57, 10. Chimera, I will be your lightning bird. But I don't want to call you the name of such a horrid monster. What about something sweet, like a pegasus? I also can't tell you where I am stationed. I think it's best that we not divulge that information. It could get both of us in trouble. We must be close to each other. Your letter is dated only a week ago. Stay safe. Sincerely, Lightning Bird. Gemini 17th, 57, 10. Dearest Lightning Bird, I will be whoever you want me to be. Every time I get a letter from you, it makes me feel as if things are going to be okay. Change is possible. There is still light in the world. Love, Pegasus. Gemini 20th, 57, 10. Pegasus, I can't believe I'm writing this to you on the second anniversary of our first meeting, and my birthday is still the only time when we have met face to face. All day, I have been fighting the feeling which has been dominating me of late. I keep continually thinking of home and longing for home in the worst way. The realization it may be years until we're free to be together gnaws at my heart. The world is dark. And I worry if the power of the Lord is enough to penetrate the storm of war as it rages across the land, and fires rage out of control. I used to be filled with joy and peace. Now, I can't remember the last time I wasn't so miserable and anxious. I'm fighting it hard to see life and hope in the midst of this darkness. I look up for the light of the Lord, but all I see are thick clouds of black smoke and the ash of burnt bodies falling around me like snow. I'm not sure how much more of this I can take. Lightning Bird, Virgo 14th, 57, 10. My dear Lightning Bird, I suppose by this time you are sound asleep. Well, I'm not going to waste much time over this. So, after a few scratches, I shall turn in for the night as well. About six of us here at camp received our marching orders tonight, and tomorrow we will be deployed to the front and engage the enemy at Myrefall. I'll be going with them. We're expected to be there in a few days. One chap has just come into the tent, feeling a little better than good, if you know what I mean. Makes me think and wonder how we can make such fools of ourselves. I know I've done my fair share of that. I hope that when you receive this, you will be feeling a little bit better than you were when you last wrote. For the life of me, I couldn't make out what was up, whether you didn't want to say something that someone else might read, or whether you felt something was wrong. Now, my dear sweet lightning bird, I must retire for the night. It's freezing here, as we are all about to descend into the icy grip of winter. My fingers feel as though they may snap off as I write this. Good night.
Pegasus, Sagittarius, 13, 57, 10. Dear Lightning Bird, I have been struck with a desire to write to you, even though it has been so soon since my last letter, and I couldn't have possibly reached you by now. There are things I want to say that I need to get off my chest, so here it goes. You are a miraculous beauty. It tore my heart out, reading your letter again. I don't know when or if our eyes will ever meet again. I know you. I love you. You are my everything. Without you, I'm nothing. I may be writing this in gold, black ink, but I would write it in blood if I could. Every day, I am reminded how lucky I am to have you in my life. There are a number of soldiers here who have nobody. It's sad to see the way that their long faces droop as we talk about the ladies we've left back home. I am eternally thankful to have met you before this nasty business. Each day has me hoping that this war will end so we can be back together again. Is it possible to love hypocritically? I don't want the reasons I cherish you to be a list. My heart is not reliant on a single aspect of your character. I adore all of you. You are all to me. I can't enslave you to conditional love. Nobody compares to you. Pegasus. Sagittarius. 15. 57. 10. P.S. Candles go out soon, so I have no time for more. I'm sending this by fairy now, hoping this won't be my last letter. Dear Pegasus, I'm no longer interested in any plans the Lord has. Every day I see people die, and this is supposed to be part of some kind of plan? I don't understand. Why can't the Lord just show himself to us and end all this bloodshed? It's not fair. If we were truly loved by God... None of this would ever happen. I was brought up thinking the church was a solution, but now it feels like an obstacle. Any good religion could provide has just been a childish dream. Lightning bird. Aquarius first. 5710. Dearest lightning bird, I never thought I'd see the day when you forgot who you were in faith. I knew you were struggling, but I never thought it was this bad. Now, more than ever, I wish I could be with you, just to salvage your love for the Lord. I pray this letter reaches you in time to light your desire again before the holy light inside you has burned out. I'm honestly lost for words. I don't know what to say. You've always been the one to show me the way. You're my compass. When I entered into this war, you told me to stand firm with the Lord. And the best I can do is pass on the same advice onto you. Please, don't let this conflict destroy you the way it has so many other things in the world. Be strong, yours forever. Pegasus, Aquarius 5th, 10. Dear Pegasus, if your heart has ever really belonged to me, you will turn away from this war and go home. Do not be anywhere near Mirefall on the 27th of Aquarius. I pray that you receive this letter by fairy in time. Please take my words to heart and understand why I cannot tell you more. Go home. Take no one with you. Any punishment you may suffer for deserting the army does not compare to your life. 
send me your next letter as soon as possible, so I'll know you're safe, Lightning Bird. Aquarius 12th 57.10 Dear Lightning Bird, I'm safe for the moment. I can't tell you where I am, for fear this letter will be intercepted. Pegasus, Aquarius 15th, 57.10 Pegasus, tell me you didn't use the information I wrote in my letter and pass it on to your commanders. The general says that your regiment had prior knowledge of our attack. I won't be used as a spy. If they find out I warned you about the attack, they will kill me. Lightning Bird, Aquarius 30th. 5710 Dear Lightning Bird, I would never betray your trust like that. We learned of General Severell's plan of attack from a spy we had on the inside. I can't say any more. Just trust that I would never put your life in jeopardy, hoping to write more tomorrow. I love you, Pegasus. Pisces 6, 5710 Pegasus, I must urge you to abandon this dreadful revolution. The Lord made us tall, and you halflings so small, because we are to be the apex race of this world, and you are meant to serve us. My people show you kindness all these years, and you repay us by murdering our kind in our sleep. Don't you realize you're fighting a losing battle? Purposefully creating problems does not make you the solution. This war is your people's fault. All of this death is on your hands. And when it's over, you shall be forever doomed to servitude. Lightning Bird, Aries 18th, 57, 11. Lightning Bird, you talk down to us all the time like you're doing us a favor and we're supposed to be grateful we were not put on this world to serve your people i thought you of all people would understand that it appears your time with the general has siphoned away your goodness you've always been a compass that points north but here you are wrong and i worry what will become of you if you work under this general for much longer, in one of our first letters to each other, you decried the way people treat others, and how it's not in keeping with what the gospel has ordained for us. Look at the way you treat other halflings, and even Tars. Is that demonstrating the love of the Lord? If you're still the maiden I love, you'll know the answer, until you are ready to admit that. Do not take a quill to paper again in my name. Pegasus, Aries 20th, 57, 11. Dearest Pegasus, it's been a year since I wrote to you last. I don't even know if you're alive anymore. In your last letter, you asked me not to write to you again until I saw the light. I was angry at you for a long time. Today, I read the first piece of scripture I have in a long time and I knew I had to write back to you. It's from the book of Terah, and reads, In the grips of trouble, remember that the Lord rescued you from bitterness. A life with Lord Lucas at the center 
does not mean you will never be broken, and that life will be free of strife. Tough times make tough people. The Lord loves everyone, regardless of size, color, skill, or creed. Endeavor to be a miracle of life. He has ordained you to be. You will fail, but having the courage to admit your failure and keep going for good is what makes us disciples of light. Saint Tara, as you know, was a gnome and halfling just like you. She experienced hardship, but time and time again, her writings on faith prove her insurmountable strength to persevere. It was so wrong of me to ever put myself above you. There is no prime person, halfling, or tar. We're all just people. I don't want to be a part of this war anymore. I don't know a way out. Please ride back and quiet my fear that you've passed on, Lightning Bird. Airy 17th. 57. 12. Dearest Pegasus, as I write this letter, it's been eight long months since I've tried to resume contact with no reply. I don't know if you've received my last letter. This will be short, as I am copying the same message and sending it with five fairies in the hopes that one of them will reach you safe and sound. Please write back as soon as possible. Love, Lightning Bird. Sagittarius, 21st, 57, 12. Dear Lightning Bird, It brings me great joy to write your name again. You find people in your life who keep you going. You're that person for me. I get that you may not want to hear from me again, but I'm going to keep writing as much as I can. I want to keep you in my life through sheer force of will. First, and most important, I suppose that you have heard the news General Blackjaw will surrender, and we'll lose the war. This time I think that it is sure that we will be on the water for some time, this side of Septimus Day. That is about all I can think of at present. It does not seem possible, after so many disappointments, that we are really going. The boys seem to be going crazy. By tomorrow, there will be no holding them. There will be a parade of death for every soldier in our troop. Then, and the news will come to us officially. My, it is so long since I have seen you, and so long since I promised to write you, and so long since I've seen your scroll. My, it has been so long since I've seen your hand, so long since talking with you, that it's hard to find much to write about. Writing is, at its heart, a very poor apology for speech, and when I think that it will be but for a short time till I can tell you all the news, Rainbow fails in its attempt to note what I will only repeat when we see each other, if not sooner. Love, Pegasus, Sagittarius, 23rd, 57, 12. My dearest sweet lightning bird, here we all are, 
just about the same as yesterday, lying around on deck. There is little more of a swell running now than there has been yet, and most of us are feeling a trifle lightheaded, but have not been actually sunk. Making contact with you has filled me with regret. I can't help thinking about you. It seems that at the base of love is the union of sexes, but I differ. Others marry simply because it is a lawful and prescribed way of, of indulging in their passions, which by nature are in us all. But, no, I claim that happiness is not found by such. Love is higher. You are my best friend. You are my confidant. And dearest, how much you have helped me so far. I used to think that perhaps it was not the right thing for me to fall in love when there was so much ahead of me. But as time went on and I knew you better, those feelings gradually left me. You grew more and more into the lovely guardian spirit I had imagined. More and more. I watch your faith and I hope that you come back to it. For I admired your goodness. I can find no other word to express it. You had emerged into the simplicity and purity, which was hard for me to realize. You had nothing to fear from the future because of past follies. While I had to fight and struggle against ideas and thoughts formed and committed in earlier times. Why all this? Well, it was no temptation to have me holding you in my arms. You were innocent. You cured me with pure and unsullied love. To have me with you was satisfying in itself. But with me, who had the fire of my passions? Aroused by girls, I cannot think in the same thought as you. I do know that people under similar circumstances have fallen. And I thank the Lord that I had the power to check myself. I never in my lifetime was so tempted. It never came so near falling. I think it was because I love you that this was so. And again, because I loved you so much that I can still feel. And there is more to love than many think. It has taken me some time to write all this. I could not talk to you in the same way. You know it is hard to speak on such a subject, but you have made it easier for me. And I trust that we both understand, and I'm sure that we have been drawn quite a bit closer together because of such confidence, because of such confidences. Why these things are seemingly banned from discussion, I cannot understand, but it seems they generally are, except in the most intimate friendship. Now, dearest, I think I will have to leave this for a while. I pray that we will both Proud be united again in health and strength to work along our journey together once more. Yours forever, Pegasus. Pisces first, 57, 12. Zaphro, foreign vet, born, Scorpio 8, 56, 90, died. Pisces, second, 57, 12. May the Lord keep you in the stars forever as he has kept you in my heart love Riva Voinva
And that's going to do it for us today. Archives of Abella is created, hosted, and edited by Dylan Foley, with music by Garrett Ferris, and audio blocks. Books are available on Amazon, as always. Look outside of what is possible and think about what might be.